0: This week on the Tech On Tap podcast, we preview VMworld 2018 and what NetApp has in store for VMware's flagship conference. Welcome to the Tech On Tap podcast with Justin
1: Parisi and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, Yeah.
0: Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the studio uh, all by myself. And on the phone, though, I'm not alone. Uh, I have many people, many, many people. uh, uh, We're going to talk about VMworld 2018. We're going to talk about what NetApp is going to be doing at VMworld 2018. So on the phone, uh, Keith Norby, Gabe Chapman, Carl Connorth, and Doug Chamberlain. Uh, we'll go around the room, the virtual room, and introduce each other and what we do here at NetUp. So starting with Keith, what do you do here at NetUp? How do we find you on social media?
1: Hey, Keith Norby, been on before. At uh, Keith Norby is the Twitter handle. Um, you can find me in Minneapolis, Boulder, or Sunnyvale, typically. Um, I reside in Minneapolis. And I manage the VMware Alliance as well as uh, work with some of the rest of the BUs on uh, the multitude of alliances that we have in Giza.
0: All right. Also uh, in the same room as Keith, from what I understand, is Gabe Chapman. Hi, Gabe. Uh, what do you do here at NetApp, and how do we reach you on social media?
2: Hey, uh, you know, I'm Gabe Chapman. I'm, uh, I, I'm the uh, senior manager for our cloud infrastructure uh, technology that encompass things like hyper-converged infrastructure and infrastructure. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters as at bacon underscore is underscore king. Uh, happy to be here today.
0: Excellent. In and a dark
1: room, by the way. In a dark room. It's very dark. I hear <laughs> power. the
0: power is out over there, uh, but due to the uh, technology. Podcast. Go
1: ahead. Podcast in the dark room. Yes. Hey,
0: I, you know I would be in solidarity and turn the lights off here, but nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Gabe, I've been, I've been calling you Gabe. Should I call you Gabe or Gabriel? Oh,
2: that's fine. It'll work.
0: All right, cool. All right. Just making sure. I don't want to upset you. <laughs> also on the phone today, uh, Doug Chamberlain. Hi, Doug, if you could tell us what you do here at NetApp and how to reach you on social media.
3: Sure. Uh, thanks for uh, bringing me along today, Justin. Uh, Doug Chamberlain. I'm Senior Product Marketing Manager. Uh, I do a lot across the VMware portfolio uh, in our relationship uh, across the, you know multiple products. And how we support VMware. Uh, Most recently, I've really been focused on HCI. And so the HCI solutions around end user computing or private cloud uh, around, uh, you know, what we're building for VMware. uh, VMware. Um, You can find me uh, on the Twitters at uh, D-A-C-M-B-A.
0: Wait a minute. Who invited the marketing guy? (laughs) Is that you, Keith? (laughs) (laughs) Keith, fess up.
1: We'll judge him by by his expertise. Okay, okay. Begin, I'll begin silently judging now. I'll, I'll, that's
0: right. I'll I'll hold I will hold my uh, judgment until the end. Um, also, last but not least, on the phone, Carl Connerth. Uh, Carl, if you could tell everyone what you do here at NetApp and how to reach out on social media.
4: Hey, Justin. Yeah, I'm Carl Connerth. I'm a product and partner engineer. I'm in the OnTap group and uh, focus on virtualization. So primarily vSphere and vVols. And I've published some uh, technical reports on that recently. And you can reach me on Twitter at Connorth, K-O-N-N-E-R-T-H.
0: All right, excellent. Sounds like we got the right guys here to talk about what's going on at VMworld in terms of how NetApp is presenting. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Doug, what are we doing at VMworld? What's, what's going on? What are we going to be doing with NetApp?
3: So VMworld is a great time for us to talk about more than just one product. I mean, we've got a great portfolio. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, our three key business units, right, whether it's uh, talking about, you know, kind of a lot of the ONTAP product uh, in the one team, and and Carl certainly has a lot of depth there. Uh, on the other side, we talk about what we're doing in our cloud data services team, and so how we're integrating our cloud volumes ONTAP with the VMware cloud at, at AWS. Great thing that, uh, that our customers are really looking forward to how we're working there. And uh, the, the feature for what we're going to be talking about this year at VMworld is what we're doing around the NetApp HCI product and bringing out what we're doing for private cloud and helping our customers, our enterprise customers that are really looking at that simplicity of HCI and using that to be able to deliver that Private cloud environment, so their end users are able to consume just like they would from a, from a public cloud, and so instead of having to go to the hyperscaler to get that easy to use catalog, hey, you know what, I just want this virtual machine built up, um, but to be able to actually build that out uh, at scale using NetApp HCI for their internal private
4: cloud.
0: All right, excellent. And you know, I've heard a lot about NetApp HCI, and we've had a, a couple episodes on it. Um, but for those of us who have not heard of it, um, Keith. If you could give me the 10,000-foot view of what an NPHCI is and tell us a little bit about how it's different from your you know, normal understanding of what HCI is.
1: Yeah, what everyone probably knows already is that it's uh, storage and compute resources separate uh, rather than shared um, in a core model uh, or in guest. Uh, what you don't know is, is how we're trying to bring it together beyond just the simplicity of a, of a, v- of a vSphere stack into something that is much more of a, of a VMware private cloud. Um, The details of that start to get make this story much more interesting. The the basics of who wants to consume this kind of a thing uh, are the people that move from, you know, three different provisioning teams, you know, where you got like a networking, uh, a storage, and a compute uh, provisioning administrators, and uh, the responsiveness and sort of the the operational factors that go into people doing that. That typically is representative of, of some of the deep capabilities of AFF and ONTAP. Um, And people are looking for things like Metro Cluster in those realms. In Moved HCI, it's really the convergence of those operations into a singular, you know, cloud admin, someone that's looking to provision, you know, VMs and beyond, probably into the container realms at some point, too. Um, You know, with a single click, you know, across the three provisioning uh, resource schemes. And so, therefore, for NetApp HCI, the ability to have not just the integrated uh, provisioning and and consumption and operational capabilities, for uh, compute, which is pretty obvious for vSphere, but also storage uh, coming from Element OS type of resources, uh, VVols, capabilities for QoS, uh, all the capabilities you've seen in the past, really rendered through something super easy to use um, in vCenter and now in some of the rest of the VMware uh, UIs, but also for the first time, the, the networking provisioning as well. Um, so, not just the ability to stand up with uh, VMware NSX capabilities, but also the ability to provision network from that same interface and really uniting the capabilities for people to administer, consume, and operate um, VMware environments from a central platform known as NetApp HCI. That's the big difference. Um, That's what NetApp HCI really delivers. Um, You know, Gabe could probably take you into some further depth there. He's got uh, a ton of background in this space and really leads a lot of field charges uh, in this realm with a team of people um, to execute. So, Gabe, else,
0: Gabe, you Gabe, lead us.
2: Lead you. <clears throat> you know, I, I think you've hit on a lot of the kind of fundamental basics there. Realistically, you know, what we're looking at is, you know, there's been a, a longstanding hyper-converged infrastructure market that we've, you know, that people are generally accustomed to the look and feel of, and in our vision, what we've seen is that there's a, a fundamental shift that's probably going to be taking place over the course of the next couple of years towards more hybrid cloud infrastructure. Uh, the ability to not only do your localized workloads and do traditional private cloud and infrastructure as a service, but how do we integrate with existing investments that you've made uh, with a NetApp portfolio? How do we go towards more containerized workloads and, and addressing the DevOps workflow and, and customer space? How do we integrate with the public cloud and our own private cloud brokers? So, you know, whether it's Amazon, Google, or Azure, uh, how do we take the services that we build and deliver for those services and those platforms and then locally run them on-premises so that you kind of have a seamless experience between your local data center and the public cloud data centers where you almost become an instance on-site? That's really the direction that we would like to take this technology in, in an area where we feel that there's a gap in the market that we can address uniquely with a lot of the, the work that we've done around data fabric and our cloud volume solutions, et cetera.
0: So, my understanding of, you know, when we talk about HCI and, you know, what it really is underneath the covers is that it it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> what matters is our okay. overall solution, right? What what we're trying to accomplish here.
1: Yep. And I think that in in the hyperconvergence, you know, phrase, so to speak, the, the hyperconvergence really in, in a lot of the early days has been the hyperconvergence of hardware, where the obsession has been about how this has to be built a certain way. I think our approach to it, you know, really looks at the um, hyperconvergence of operations and integrations, you know, where we're trying to take things, it should excite a lot of the folks that love both the combination of NetApp-based technology, uh, SolidFire, what that's done in the past, and how OS kind of comes through that, but also the deep uh, base of VMware functionalities. You look at vRealize and their operational capabilities for, um, you know, Operations Manager, for Log Insight, uh, you know, for vRealize automation over time, um, as well as the NSX capabilities for network. You know, you, you can start to envision and see technical use cases that are hard to do with any other HCI platform, like, you know, building a, a, a default uh, no-trust, uh, you know, network with around HCI as sort of a new security paradigm uh, for the next-generation build that you want to build uh, for the on-prem private cloud. Um, those are the kind of things that current Realm HCI is struggling with, um, not just the integrations to NSX, um, but also the capabilities to deliver the use cases, both in a technical format and some of the reference architectures, um, as well as just you know ease-of-use functionality.
0: You could also argue that HCI is also going to mean hyper-convergence of deployment models, right? So across on-prem or cloud and that's something that yep. NetApp HCI solved as well.
1: Yep, yeah, we got unique capabilities uh, across the portfolio. Um, you know, I think you have beautiful stories depending upon you know who you talk to and who you intersect with. if you if you're talking to somebody who's cloud first, we're going to have a very interesting future story there we can't talk a whole lot about, but we'll be featuring some NDA sessions at VMWorld. Uh, our on-prem story with HCI, you know is pretty resonant, has data fabric connectivity, so it can allow, allow you to participate. With uh, the traditional tap assets. And then, you know, FlexPod and Flex, a lot of the traditional VMware based assets we have built around AFF and uh, the portfolio, you know, give you as much depth as you ever want on a VMware stack.
0: Excellent. So, Gabe, I understand that we recently had a new release of NetApp HCI. Is there anything new that we want to talk about in terms of that release?
2: Oh, it always gets better with every release that comes out. You know, functionally, we, we look towards uh aspects of the platform that will further enhance what we've already built upon whether it's integrations uh security wise things like FIPS, um, whether it's you know scalability addressing whether it's networking there are a lot of different things that we continue to expand um, as part of the traditional roadmap you know <clears throat> at the end of the day i think feature functionality uh, tends to be dependent on the integration points so for us you know Uh, more deeper integrations with the data fabric, furthering the use cases and integration points. That's usually what we're more focused on other than, you know, the the code level pieces that sit below it that are kind of table stakes. Uh, We continue to build and expand the product and continue to make it, uh, you know, better in many instances, whether it's through UI enhancements, uh, you know, integrations with things like Cloud ONTAP. All of those things are are things and features that we are working on. And then there's platform-based enhancements that will be coming here shortly that talk about different uh, verticals, like whether it's uh, GPU support, things of that nature, going to different compute platforms, uh, expansion of integrations with existing uh, element OS-based systems. All of those come into part of the, the larger overall strategy of the product as we grow it going forward.
0: So you mentioned GPU support, and that kind of got me thinking that NetApp HCI isn't necessarily only for virtualization. Are there other use cases we could look at for NetApp HCI here?
3: Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we look at virtualization as a as a broad technology scope. I mean, there's a lot of applications that are going to run in virtualized environments. So I don't think that people would look at HCI and say that's the ultimate bare metal uh, platform for non-virtualized environments. Um, but when you're thinking about GPUs, whether you're talking about uh, you know Windows 10 desktops, right? They are GPU hogs compared to where they used to be. So you'll find a lot of the virtualized use cases that, HCI is built very strongly for actually align with the reason that we need to add GPU capabilities. Not only is it Windows 10, but it may be when you're looking at doing more 3D applications, when you're looking at uh, engineering teams trying to do CAD CAM. So there's a lot of places where we're still in a virtual environment, but the things that we're doing in virtual environments require more horsepower, uh, especially on the graphical side. And so when you look at the introduction of GPU, it just gives us the ability to really broaden the number of use cases that we can address with NetApp HCI. And I think that's really important, because as we look at the differentiation for NetFHCI, HCI, especially for an enterprise, right? They're looking for systems that scale and to be able to know that we go to, you know, 64 compute nodes, 40 storage nodes, give enterprises confidence in our ability to scale, and also the effect that we can protect all these workloads from each other. When I'm looking at adding GPU and making these GPU-intensive workloads part of the, this mixed workload environment, I know that I can protect these new workloads from interfering with others. So I can run databases next to a CAD CAM system. And I think that's really where we add a lot of value in our ability to, to add more processing power across the board.
0: And are these GPUs going to be on the actual compute nodes, or are these external to the NetApp HCI platform?
3: you know initially we're looking at how we could add an, a, a separate gpu platform uh certainly w- the beauty of the architecture that we have with netapp HCI is the ability to swap in new nodes so as we actually add more capabilities to the the individual node um, you know those those are things that we could easily do and, and actually mix them into an existing platform
1: yeah i think the other way to say it is there's really no physical way to get you know gpus into the current you know half width 1u form factors so we'll let your imagination kind of work
0: from there. Keith, you mentioned there's going to be some NDA sessions at VMworld. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about what those sessions might be and how if, how people who are attending VMworld could attend those sessions?
1: Yeah, so thanks, thanks for mentioning that. Um, Doug, you might have the, the link off the top of your mind, but um, we're going to have a combination of, of, of separate VIP uh, briefing rooms on the show floor of VMworld. We're also going to have a whisper suite, um, which will be extended with uh, mobile uh, HCI POC and other assets uh, for us to be able to host, you know, some private demos, private NDAs uh, across the portfolio of things. In this case, one of the things we're highlighting most specifically is kind of leaning forward towards uh, a build of a a reference architecture for VMware Private Cloud for HCI. Um, So, a lot of the details we'll release at the show. Uh, also relative to the uh, validated architecture that we're working on. Um, and, and another one to come follow at uh, NetApp Insight. Um, there's a NetApp uh, VIP briefing link that you can hit. And again, Doug, if you've got that off the top of your head, you can chime in. Um, and, and it's just as easy as popping on that link, filling out the request of, you know, how you'd want to pop, pop through a list of, uh, you know, selectable drop-down um, menu for, for briefings. And it's wide ranging, as you can imagine, across everything that NetApp does for a VMware consumer. Anything from um, the speed, depth, and functionality of uh, ONTAP-based VMware infrastructure uh, solution to everything to do with uh, NetApp HCI, its mixed workloads, uh, EUC and VDI uh, across the spectrum, as well as some NDA briefings on uh, things around probably um, the cloud first model with AWS. We can't get too much depth on yet. Onwards and upwards.
0: And what if I can't make it to VM World or I can't make it to any of the sessions? Is there a way to get in contact with you or anyone else to talk about uh, NetApp HCI NDA stuff?
1: Yeah, there's always there's always ways through the field to to reach back through. Um, you know, typically it's the NG list NG dash I think HCI dash wins. Um, but there's a very easy way for us for you to reach the team to, to request an NDA briefing. Uh, everything we do at VMworld is going to be extensible day after in the field. Um, there's tons of experts that we have proliferator around the country. Um, Gabe is kind of leading the efforts to tune those people up and uh, lead, the, as an example, the, the, the mobile POC efforts um, that we're doing on the HCI platform. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're ready day after VMworld.
0: All right. Excellent. And, Carl, um, you know, not to derail the ACI conversation, but I understand you're going to have some ONTAP-specific stuff at VMworld as well, in case people are interested in that.
4: Yeah, yeah, I am. So I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions people have about AFF or uh, you know ONTAP in general. But in the booth, I'm going to actually focus on some of the new performance management capabilities that ONTAP has. Um, Element and uh, SolidFire have, have always had strong quality quality service support but ONTAP continues to enhance this in successive releases. And we've got the ability to manage this now for individual VVOL VMs, as well as your data stores, both VVOL data stores and uh, traditional data stores. So you can specify uh, limits based on IOPS or something new, which is adaptive QoS. So you can specify an adaptive QoS service level that basically lets you set a floor and a ceiling for the VM, and it's specified in uh, IOPS per terabyte. So you can, um, as the uh, uh, VVOL VM grows in size, or if probably more relevant to a data store, as it grows in size, you will get um, more IOPS, uh, or it will shrink as, as the data store shrinks, your number of IOPS would be reduced. So it's kind of uh, commensurate with the size of the, of the, uh, the storage object. Um, It also uses performance capacity of all the cluster nodes for the initial placement. So when you place uh, a VVOL VM or a data store, um, ONTAP will use something it calls balanced placement to find the the node that has the best capacity for performance and the best capacity for available space. So um, those are new things. Uh, 9.4 offers greater scale for quality of service. Uh, and the VASA provider 7.2 that we just released uh, I think last month uh, reworks all the storage capabilities to make them easier to use. So and we're we're seeing more and more interest in our customers uh, in using VVol's. I, th- I think part of it's the migration because uh, they're migrating from from vSphere five five to six x, whether it's six zero six five or six seven, and uh, they're they're now have the ability to look at VVol's. So um, I think it's timely that we've, that we've Im- improved the support and made it easier to use. And uh, especially on the sand side, we're seeing a lot more interest in VVALS to give customers that kind of VM granular management. So those are some of the things I'm going to focus on.
3: Okay. And I also we're gonna uh you know, have some other folks there talking about what we're doing with virtual storage console seven two. So not just Bobby yeah. 7.2, but all the components from VSC that really brings all those on tap features directly to the VM admin uh through vCenter. So uh you know, I know Steve Cortez is gonna be there to talk a lot about that as well. So there's there's definitely a lot of uh you know, when we look at the at the breadth of our portfolio, we're really making sure that we're gonna be able to talk about, you know, the things that, that matter to a broad range of customers.
0: Yeah, and, and as you mentioned with the QoS floors and, and maximums, I mean imitation is the greatest form of flattery, and that of course <coughs> came from our friends over at SolidFire, right?
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, Justin, let me ask a question. So, Carl, you know, is that a VVault 2 Vasa3 implementation for OnTap, or what's? Uh, is there any detail you can comment on that for the aficionados out there? That have-
4: yeah, yeah, it is. It is a uh, VVault 2 Vasa3.0 uh, API. Uh, compliant. I think it's been compliant since 7.1, but um, uh, the one thing we still don't support is uh, replication. We've looked at ways to support it with scripts, but we really feel the best approach for uh, VVOL replication would be through uh, Site Recovery Manager. And so we're working with VMware on support for that in a future release of SRM.
0: Excellent question there, Keith. I'm going to hire you now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the one other supplementary question, Justin, is that you know a key contrast between uh, the NetApp HCI system and an ONTAP-based system for a VMware consumer is a lot of times rested in the application. If you look at like an SAP HANA, as an example, has really extreme microsecond latency demands, as well as some other scale-up applications, and I know ONTAP is – really an awesome fit for the VMware consumer that needs high latency high or really low latency throughput for applications especially in the directions of futures with the uh, NVMe fabric and things like that versus you know the uh, the the NetApp HCI solution is a little more of the scaled out um you know variable block small block IO um versus you know not not necessarily the full screaming you know sub microsecond latency um IO throughput like tap um, so Doug and Carl, if, you, if there's any details you guys want to talk about relative to that, but I think that's another good pattern recognition for those out there that are thinking about, you know, where do I select one versus the other in an architectural uh, selection.
3: That goes back to the the notion of of cloud, right? And and when you look at NetApp HCI, you know the idea of being a private cloud platform, right? To be able to support multiple applications that may or may not have, uh, you know, a, a good idea of, of of what the predictable future is for them. When you look at OnTap, I mean, you look at the what we can do to be able to give those uh, ultimately low latency uh, requirements exactly the platform they need.
4: And I'd be happy to answer questions if people want to stop by the booth and talk about some of our latest NVMe on-tap solutions, the uh, AFF800 and uh, some of the testing. But, yeah, extremely low latency with a end-to-end NVMe solution.
0: Yeah, and I guess that the moral of the story here is that when you're looking at a solution, there isn't just one answer, right? There's multiple answers, multiple solutions out there in the NetApp portfolio that you can look towards for this type of deployment.
1: Right.
3: Yeah. It's definitely horses for courses, right? And so uh, when you look at you know what type of applications you're running, SAP HANA is not something you want to run on HCI. But when you have a lot of these unpredictable, unpredictable applications that, you know, just shoot off over a million different ways, you need ultimate agility and, and it's less about performance, it's more about being able to, to deal with scale, then, then HCI is going to be a better fit. So I think it's really understanding that, you know, at the end of the day, all of our customers are going to have applications across the entire Spectrum, right? They're, the majority of our customers are going to have a significant on tap footprint as well as an HCI footprint footprint for completely different use cases. And just being comfortable to say, you know what, these platforms should be designed around the data fabric to be able to migrate data to where it needs to be uh, across the portfolio. And when you look at the type of applications you're going to run, that should help drive you to which of the of, of the platform pieces is going to be best uh, to support that. So you know, when you look at what we're Trying to take to uh, to VMworld, we're basically saying, look, this is the breadth that we have, all the way from what you're going to do with your, your ultra low latency on-premises apps, through what you're doing in the private cloud to be cloud ready or cloud like, to getting your data all the way out to sit next to uh, VMware Cloud at AWS. Uh, we've we've got the whole uh, we've got the whole uh, breadth of, of offerings, and pick your poison. You're going to use one, two, or three of those types of solutions.
0: So, Gabe, you mentioned there's going to be a POC in the booth. Um, could you walk me through what that's going to be like uh, for the for the end user? Right? How are they going to experience that particular piece of the booth?
1: Not not a booth It's in the Whisper
0: Suite. Oh, sorry, Whisper Suite. Pardon me. But how do we? What's that POC going to be like?
1: So essentially,
2: we're going to be expanding on the functionality of what we've been working on for the last several months. Um, you know, obviously updates to the platform, uh, UI improvements, integrations showcasing a little bit of uh, what we've done around that where I'll be a more private cloud solution. Uh, several members of my team will be um, joining to basically come in and talk with customers uh, and partners alike. Um, and you know, I think a lot of times it's uh, getting some hands on or, or touching a platform is something that people need to do. And I think this gives us an opportunity to, to integrate and run with uh, as many people who want to come by and hang out with Keith all day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, basically, it's, it's, you know, a less than half U cabinet um, that houses an entire NetApp HCI system on wheels. These things are designed um, by several folks to be able to be put out in the field for uh, in-customer POCs. And so we're going to have one at VMworld to be able to showcase what
0: we can do. So question for you. Um, How many yards do you have to keep Andy Banta away from the POC?
1: Well, it depends on if the hair is uh, statically charged or not.
0: <laughs> he can wear one of those special wristbands, right?
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, sometimes it's 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 a bonus to have Andy Banta standing some next to something. So you know.
0: Here you go, supercharged.
1: That's right. Speaking of speaking of that, you know, we get some fun things lined up for VMWorld as well. Um, you know, Sunday night we, we're going to have a, uh, a kind of a community edition of a uh, a speakeasy, uh, you know, card against humanity game. Uh, Eddie Banz will be there. Several of us will be there uh, for the Whisper Suite um, as you have um, people that want to attend. It's kind of designed for community people to join us for a little bit of fun. And then uh, Tuesday, I'm sorry, Monday night, we've got our customer event, uh, the VIP event at RERA. And so we're going to have a couple hundred of NetApp's best friends, including uh, in the past, we've got folks like Pat Gelsinger, the CEO of VMware, that you would think, you know, now they become more of a um, you, you, some might argue a more of a Dell company. Um, I think it's it's very effective to see how well, you know, VMware has partnered with us on several facts, um, not just the NetApp HCI platform, or doing on tap. Um, what we're doing in some future things with uh, AWS, but also uh, the fact that you know in the past their CEOs stopped by, and um, you know, more more to come.
0: It's almost like we're BFFs.
1: Is anyone ever BFFs anymore? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Friends forever I've got some
1: so we'll see everybody at VMworld you know this is uh, one of the one of the biggest shows we do all year and um, you know it's the wheelhouse still for a majority of the customers that we we work with so onwards and upwards with this platform you'll see a lot on the VMware uh, platform for NetApp HCI and beyond Um, and you should expect big things because we will deliver
0: all right Keith Gabe Carl, Doug, thanks so much for joining us today. Again, if we want to reach you on social media, Keith, how do we do that? At Keith Norby. Gabe?
1: Spelled with a a B-I-E, by the way.
0: Oh, (laughs) B-I-E.
1: There you go. Uh, Under the alias Papa North. It's like Norwegian French. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: You can can reach me at Big King. That's usually where I reside.
0: All right. Carl?
4: At sign Connorth.
0: And Doug?
4: At DACMBA,
0: Doug, you acquitted yourself just fine for a product marketing manager.
1: Yeah, what's the grade on Doug? Anybody want to pass around what the grades are? <laughs> <laughs> Doug,
0: does he get a, does he get graded on a curve? Pretty darn good, yeah. Well, you know, the
3: beauty yeah. of it is that the, the, with marketing, the bar is set so incredibly low; it's really easy. It doesn't take much. That's true. <laughs> I was <laughs> I shocked. <laughs> Won't give, tell people give, that I've been a product four. manager for years.
0: <laughs> I, you know, give honestly, you I was four. impressed. I'm not sure on what scale, though. I'm impressed that you got under the WebEx without any problem.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> he weren't here when I was getting on.
0: <laughs> All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet. At NetApp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, or via TechOnTapPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire TechOnTap podcast team, I'd like to thank Keith Norby, Gabe Chapman, Doug Chamberlain, and Carl Connor for joining us this week. As always, thanks for listening. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: getting off on this
4: oh yeah